Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, sponsored by Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, attorneys at law. You know, the Tigers have done it again. Auburn is hiring a new coach. They're fifth in the last 14 years. Tuberville is fired in 08. Chiswick fired in 2012. Malzahn in 2020. Harson in 2022. And now Hugh Freeze is the new man on the plains. And, you know, there's been quite a few people who don't agree with the hire, plenty of backlash, and for good reason. And, you know, I'll dive into uh, my thoughts on the hire a little bit later. But first of all, you know, I want to talk, kind of take through my personal thoughts when it was coming to an end in the Harson era and you knew it was going to be a new head coach in place. My first guy was Deion Sanders. And and I wanted Dion hands down, and it's like it was a no-brainer because he's going to bring in players. Players love him. And that's really 75% of the battle really is getting better players. That's why Jackson State was so good in the SWAC. They had the best players in the conference. So if you have the best players, regardless of how your coaching is, you're going to have the, the better team more than likely. So if you can coach just a little bit, and I'm sure Dion can coach – just a little bit. I don't know how good he is X's and O's wise overall, but we know he can get the players. And there were several guys who were committed to other schools saying, if Dion's hired at Auburn, I'm coming to Auburn. And so I think that was kind of the majority uh, popular pick that people wanted Deion Sanders. And, you know, it, it didn't, you, you can see in the first two, three weeks after Harson being fired that it wasn't going to be Dion. And, and if it was going to be Dion, it would have already happened. So my other guy, there's only two guys I like, <laughs> Deion Sanders and Lane Kiffin. And, you know, my guy Chris Harper, fellow Auburn fan, Auburn alum, he said, when John Cohen got the, the new AD job, Cohen needs to go to Mississippi, and he doesn't come back without at least one of those two guys, either Deion Sanders or Lane Kiffin. And, you know, obviously we know now Deion has accepted the Colorado job. I think that's a... A bad move and I mean Colorado is a place where you just don't win I don't see his style fitting in in Colorado uh Chris's brother Charles uh he's Tennessee guy you know he, he kind of he, he said something a lot of people wouldn't say but it's the truth and and you know how is Dion his style being a black head coach and I know Colorado ha- has had black head coaches but how does his style fit in a place like Colorado where it's predominantly white. I mean, this is Boulder, Colorado. Like, how is that going to transition for a place in Colorado where, I know we've seen John Embry, we've seen Mel Tucker, most recently Carl Durrell. But Dion's style is a lot different from what we saw with Tucker and Embry. And I just think this is a bad move. I, I think it's one of those where, you know, Dion obviously was ready for that next move, ready to cash that check in. You know, you, you you get tired of kind of being at Jackson State and ready for a bigger challenge and kind of, you know, I want to get in, in the Power Five conferences. And he, he, he didn't wait. I think that's what happens with black head coaches too many times is where they're being passed over for the really good jobs, which is absurd. And so they take a job that doesn't fit just to just to take it, really. I mean, who knows? Who knows when that next opportunity is going to come? Uh, I think about Turner Gill back in the day. I mean, he's probably looking at 2008, 2009, when he was at he was at Buffalo, Buffalo first, 
and you know Auburn was talks and you know people wanted Barkley was a huge advocate of Turner Gill being the Auburn head coach and you know obviously he didn't get the job it was Gene Chizik but Turner Gill did a really good job at Buffalo and instead of waiting for a really 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 good job where you have a chance to succeed this guy took the Kansas job and despite what you saw this year with Kansas football, where they were actually solid and decent, Kansas has never been good at football, ever. Todd Reesing, maybe back in 2008 or whatever that year was when he was the quarterback. But it's like Colorado. Colorado has had three winning seasons in the last 20 years. And I know they went 4-2 and two in 2020, but that doesn't count. I don't count anything in 2020, whether you had an undefeated season or you lost every game. I mean, that was as challenging as anybody could imagine and regardless and like my cousin Jeremy always said people handle chaos and in those situations differently so how can you punish someone when you're dealing with a pandemic some people may handle it great and, and it doesn't really phase them as much and then there's the flip side of that where you know it, it turns that person's up, uh, world upside down and so if you had a losing se- season in, in 2020 it doesn't count it should not you should, should not be penalized for that and so I think Dion going to Colorado is a bad move Moving on to my second guy, Lane Kiffin. I, I like Lane Kiffin a lot. If he didn't get the job, then I was—I I really didn't care. I was like, ah, it's going to get bad after this. But with Lane Kiffin, I soured on him well before he was the primary target. I started to think about how many times this guy's going to go for it on fourth and four from his own 28. I do punt the ball. Or, or, or it's fourth and six, and we got a chance for a 30-yard field goal. Man, just take the points. Take the points. Like, analytics is great, but it's a time for it. There's a time where you just trust your gut. There's a time where you just, just have common sense. And, and and I think that's where I soured on Lane Kiffin, and I'm glad he didn't get the job because I, I, I was going to be frustrated seeing his head coach take risks that were unwarranted. So, Dion was happening. I didn't want Lane Kiffin. And so after that, I really don't care. But I'll tell you this where... I knew Hugh Freeze was going to be the guy. And it was really late October. Uh, specifically, I remember sending a text to my guy, Corey Hohenwall, another Auburn guy. It's my dude. I sent a text to him, and, 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 I, and I told him it was going to be Hugh Freeze. And the reason why I was so confident in Hugh Freeze is because what's an Auburn hire? Like, this is, what does Auburn like to do? They, they make Auburn-type hires. And when I say that, an Auburn hire is getting somebody who knows the SEC. Or they have ties to Auburn. We saw Tobin get fired. Here comes Gene Chizik, former defense coordinator at Auburn. Chizik gets fired. Here comes former offense coordinator at Auburn, Gus Malzahn. And so Alan Green bucked the trend, did what he wanted to do, got Brian Harson. A year and a half later, he's out. So you knew the Tigers were going to go right back to what they do, get an Auburn guy. What's an Auburn-type hire? And, and, and the guys that came to mind were Lane Kiffin, Coaching the SEC, Hugh Freeze, coaching the SEC at Ole Miss, Dan Lanning, the head coach in Oregon, coaching the SEC with Georgia, Jeff Grimes, coaching the SEC, and he was also at Auburn as offensive line coach when they won the national championship in 2010. So we knew it was going to be Auburn hire, and, and I started to look at which one made the most sense as an Auburn hire, and it was Hugh Freeze, and and I tell you why. First of all, check the first box. He knows the SEC, right? Coach at Ole Miss, had success in the SEC, huge plus. After getting a guy like Brian Harson, who didn't know the South and didn't know the SEC, they're like, we're going the complete opposite of what we just experienced. So check one, knows the SEC. 
Number two, this guy beat Bama back-to-back years, 2014 and 2015. And, and you know, there's stupid fans out there that'll say, as long as Auburn goes 1-11 and and that one win against Bama, that's a good year. Like, no, it's not. That's a horrible season. And, and, and there's people who hang their hat on beating Bama. Like, I want to beat Bama, too, in any sport. And and we saw it with, with Gus Malzahn when he beat Bama and got a brand-new seven-year contract when just a few weeks prior, people were like, okay, he may be out. And he gets a brand-new brand seven-year deal because he beat Georgia and he beat Bama. That should not be the end-all, be-all when you're taking into consideration who should be the next head coach, who should be the man to run your program for the next X amount of years. And, and number three, number three, uh, probably the one that's just as important as beating Bama was that Hugh Freeze is going to be a cheap hire, an inexpensive hire. And what I mean by that, he was at Ole Miss, right? Had plenty of success, beat Bama twice, gets in trouble, loses his job, has to take the Liberty job. And, and, and now he's, he's at liberty and having success. And you know he's looking at it like, golly, if I get another chance. If I get another chance, I don't know who's going to give me an opportunity. And, and, and it may not be, it may be like at Indiana or Purdue. You know, it may be at Wake Forest or something like that. But Auburn was looking at it like, okay, he knows SC. He's beaten Bama twice. He's a very good coach, and we get him for cheap because he's just looking for a second opportunity. He just wants another opportunity. And, and I compare this to Bruce Pearl. This is exactly what Bruce Pearl is. Bruce Pearl's at Tennessee, gets in trouble, loses his job. Who's going to give Bruce Pearl another chance with the whole show cause penalty hanging over his head? And Auburn said, hey, we can get a good coach for cheap who's looking for a second opportunity, and he's going to honor us because we were the ones who gave him that second opportunity when nobody else did. And that's what Hugh Freeze is going to do. Hugh Freeze is going to honor Auburn. Nobody else gave me a chance when this is what – I was hoping for, I was hoping for another opportunity to get it right. And, you know, because Auburn stuck their neck out for me, they are going to be rewarded because they did it when nobody else was calling. And you look at it, it's funny how things play out. Because Auburn is way much better job than, than Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is a, is a solid position, right? But everybody knows Auburn is a top 15 program annually when things, in, in most, most years. So Auburn, this dude... Got in trouble, lost his job, and got an even better job than what he had before. So, I tell you, that's when I knew Hugh Freeze was going to be the guy. It just made sense from an Auburn perspective. I know they there were talks about Dion, never was going to happen. I know they went after Kiffin, he decided to stay. But the Hugh Freeze hire it was exactly what Auburn, that's what Auburn does. And so, that's kind of the frustrating part for me is like, I liked Brian Harson because it was outside of the box. Alan Green did what he wanted to do. Instead of this whole, yep, that's Auburn. That's that's a Tigers move. And, and, and so Hugh Freeze, new head coach at Auburn, he was kind of campaigning while he was still in Lynchburg, Virginia, why he wanted the Auburn job and wasn't necessarily saying Auburn, but the place he was describing, it was Auburn. This quote, he said, I don't know that there will ever be a time where I leave, but if it does, it will be in Jill, his wife. And in my mind, there's only a few that would really say we want to listen to that. Because it fits our culture. It fits our location in mind. We are a small college town family. I'm not a big city guy. I mean, that doesn't describe Auburn. We are a small college town family. I'm not a big city guy. Like, he was kind of throwing hints out there that this is what he wanted. And, but he was, it was funny because he was actually talking in circles because he was saying, well, you know, we don't want to leave Lynchburg. We love it here in Lynchburg. But there are a few, 
few places I'll take that call from. But we love it here. You know, he was talking in circles because he wanted to he wanted to make sure he stayed in good grace with Lynchburg and, and Liberty and all the fans there and, and the alumni and the front offices. But he was also letting people know, like, hey, I'm ready to go. Call me. I'll answer. You know, so that's when I knew Auburn was going to make that move for Hugh Freeze. I had a friend, Mary Willis, text me today, and she was like, you were right. You were right about Hugh Freeze. And, and it just made too much sense. Now, when we come back after hearing a few words from our sponsors, I'm going to talk a little deeper into this Hugh Freeze hire and kind of get my personal thoughts on on uh, what he's done, what I think about he'll do in the position as head coach for the Tigers. And uh, we'll dive a little deeper into this new era of Hugh Freeze being the guy on the Plains. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, sponsored by Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, Attorneys at Law. Hugh Freeze, new man on the plains for the Auburn Tigers. And, you know, I was talking to my cousin Dresden when he was hired on November 28th on that Monday. You know, it it reminded me of when you're playing NCAA football, and I know it's like one of the most popular games up there with Madden, probably even more than Madden, because not everybody plays Madden, but everybody plays college football, and they're begging for that game to come out, which is supposed to be released in a few years. But anyways, NCAA football. With me, I always like to start at a small school like a Toledo or Kent State or uh, San Diego State. And then I'm, I'm, I'm after two years, you know, two, three years, I've got my team really good. And I'm waiting for that Power 5 offer like, man, bam, now I'm at Clemson or, you know, bam, I'm at Florida. And, you know, this is kind of what happened with, with Hugh Freeze. So he's at Ole Miss, does a really good job, but gets in trouble, gets fired. Now on the game, like on the game, if you're at Kent State and then you get the Clemson job, but then you get fired from Clemson, and all. And Clemson was a five-star program, and now you're down to two two-star teams and two-star schools, and you kind of just want to quit. It's like, man, I'm not going to go back to Akron. I'm not going to go back to Wyoming. I'm just going to start over and, and do a brand new dynasty. And so this is what Hugh Freeze kind of had to do. Like <laughs> he's at Ole Miss, gets fired. <laughs> nobody wants to go to Liberty. Nobody wants to to coach there in Lynchburg after you just beat Bama twice back-to-back years when nobody else ever – it's hard to beat Bama once. This dude did it back-to-back season. And so he goes, Liberty, most people in, in the game would have been like, man, I'm done. I'm starting a new dynasty, and there's no way I'm going to keep – and build Liberty up for another opportunity to get it right. And that's what he did. He hung on, and now he's the head coach at Auburn. And another example where I think about – Hugh Freeze getting another opportunity is that that altar forgiveness. You know, when you've you've messed up, you've done something you know you shouldn't have done, and you're repenting, you're at the altar and asking God for forgiveness. And God, if you if you forgive me, give me another opportunity. I promise I won't do this. I promise I won't do that. I promise I'll stop this. I'll stop that. And you're you're bargaining with God. You can't bargain with God. God knows your heart, but He is a, a, a forgiving God. So here it is. Hugh Freeze is messed up. You got to think how lonely and frustrating those nights were in Lynchburg. You're at Ole Miss 
beat Bama back-to-back years, having success in the SEC. You're on your way to being one of the top programs in the conference. And then you get fired, and you're at Liberty. Like, think about it. You're laying at night, and, like, you got a little Liberty Flame shirt on. and You know he was reminiscing. You know there were several nights this dude was reminiscing, like, how did I get myself here? How in the world am I here coaching at Liberty when I was just on the rise in the best conference in the nation? So Hugh Freeze getting the opportunity. You know, I, I promise you, he's probably had dreams. And when I say dreams, I mean like visions. Like when I get that another chance, when I get that opportunity at the big school, at the right school that really believes in me and is going to give me a second chance, oh, my gosh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Oh, man, I, I'm, just, I'm hungry, which, which is a plus. And I think it really equates to a new head coach, a first-time head coach who's hungry. Like a lot of people want a Cadillac, and I would have loved Cadillac being – being the head coach, I think many people were behind that. Most people, majority of people would have been behind that. Even if you disagree that it was the right timing because he doesn't have experience, you would have you would have been there because of who he is. It's Cadillac, his personality. He loves the school. The kids love him. Everybody loves Cadillac. That's, that's my all-time favorite player. That's the reason I became an Auburn fan in the first place. Everybody would have been behind Cadillac. So if he was the head coach, you know it's that same exuberance and that zeal. First-year head coach, loves the school, loves the program, and is staying up late and every night doing whatever he can to help this program succeed. I think it's the same with Hugh Freeze. Man, you had it. You had it all, and then you had it taken away. And and, and you're – I mean, we've all made mistakes and had to get knocked back a peg or two, and you're just like, God, please give me another chance. I messed up. I messed up, please, please. And you're begging, and you're just hoping and wishing and praying. Hugh Freeze is going to be on fire for these Tigers recruiting and just working his tail off to get Auburn back to where they need to be. I mean, this is a guy, while at Liberty, won at Syracuse in ACC school, won at Virginia Tech in ACC school, and lost to NC State by one, another ACC school. And this is all in 2020. 2021, didn't really have any signature wins. They played Syracuse again, lost by three. 2022, another ACC school, Wake Forest, lost to them by one. They beat BYU, independent school, but we know they've already, they've been traditionally a very good powerhouse football program. One at Arkansas, in ACC school, as we know. And I knew that that solidified his spot for the Auburn Tigers. Because, you know, you always look for the upsets and – you heard all the reasons that I mentioned earlier in the show why this was an Auburn hire and how it checked all the boxes. That, to me, was like the nail in the coffin. Like, he's he's beaten an SEC school who just last year everybody was hyping up Arkansas. And he takes Liberty and the Fayetteville, and they beat the Razorbacks. I knew. I, I text my friend Corey. I was like, dude, is he freeze? And he was like, yep. So, no surprise that he freeze is the head coach for the Auburn Tigers. And... You know, like I said, it was two guys when I started out looking at the, the, the coaching search and the process, and I wanted Dion and I wanted Lane, but then I was like, I don't want Lane. And after that, I was like, I really don't care. And that's kind of where I stand now. Like, you kind of get tired of having a new head coach. I mean, it's 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 sad. And, and I don't compare to what other schools are doing and other coaches who have been there forever. Every situation is different, and, and great coaches are great coaches. But it gets old. I fire him. Let, let's pay Chizik. Let's pay Malzahn. Let's keep paying Harson and still pay a new staff. Like, this stuff gets old. So I'm not excited about the freeze hire at all just because 
there's only one guy I really wanted. And after, outside of that, I was like, well, it is what it is. Do I think Hugh Freeze will do a good job? I think he will. I think he'll succeed. I think he'll uh, have the Tigers back in the, like I said, top 15 annually pitcher. How long will it take? I don't know. But we saw what he did at Liberty. He he took that program and turned them around quickly, quickly upsetting schools that they probably shouldn't have been in, in the conversation with. So I do believe Hugh Freeze is going to succeed. And the sad part, all the people who who have criticized the hire and the backlash has come from the media and the fans and the alumni and all this. Man, Hugh Freeze won a few games. He went nine, ten games next year. Those fans will be right there in the seats. Hugh Freeze, we love you. Don't let him beat Bama. Do not let that dude beat Bama. And those same people be like, well, I ain't like him at first, but, boy, he, he, he know what he's doing. And that's what this world comes down to. It, it's, it's about are you going to bring the results that we desire? And it, if you get them, then, then we can overlook what you've done in the past. We don't care that at Ole Miss you used a school cell phone to call escort services for your players. And, and you know, those people, same people, same people who's protesting and against the Hugh Freeze hire at the beginning. He have a couple of good, really good seasons and beating Bama and LSU or Georgia, especially if you beat Bama. Well, you know, I ain't like it, but, you know, he is human. You know, he, he, he's, a good, he's a good coach. I'm glad, I'm glad he's our guy. And that's how quickly people will turn. They will flip this thing. That's why when you have these programs who have a head coach in place who's cheating, hey, we're getting W's, we know what you did, or players, players, specifically players who failed drug tests at the drug test or, you know, they got some trouble with the law, but it's like, man, this dude is going to bring us a championship. He, he's the next Heisman or first-round pick. Don't worry about that, man. We'll, we'll take care of it. Sweep it under the rug for you. Go back to class. I got you. <laughs> hey, it's all about the W. It's all about the green and it's all about the rings. So, Auburn fans may not like to hire, but I think Heath Freeze is going to do a good enough job where he'll be here for at least at least the next five, six years. And uh, we'll see where the Tigers stand at that point. We'll see where Hugh Freeze stands at that point. If he's still the head coach, if he doesn't do something else stupid with his second chance that he's been given. As we always know, Auburn will be Auburn. And they've done that yet again. Stay tuned for a follow-up episode where I will get fan reactions, get their take. What are their thoughts? What are people saying? What are people saying around them about this Hugh Freeze hire? Which, I mean, it's very few hires that are no-brainers. Like, Alabama getting Nick Saban, everybody, everybody loved that hire, right? But more times than not, most schools, when they hire somebody, you got a select few that likes it, you got a whole nother crew that's heavily against it. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. <laughs>